0: What is your problem? Today is a very special day. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't think we should get judgmental here. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today, it's not so much about stories, it's about attitudes, feelings, beliefs, concerns. I'm not sure what to call this today, but it's prompted by a conversation I was having with Mrs. Gamer Dude this week, and I thought it warranted some talking about in the podcast as well. I did an episode, I guess it was back in Season 3, about dealing with fear and panic and frustration, and that was all part of the COVID aftermath, except we were still in the middle of COVID at the time. And here we are, still in the middle of COVID, with no end in sight. And that's really what prompted the conversation that I had with Mrs. Gamerdude, and kind of what prompts this episode, too. As I mentioned in the stream earlier this week, Mrs. Gamerdude did get COVID. Fortunately, so far, knock wood, I've been symptom free. We isolated, we masked up in the house, we avoided each other, which is really hard for us because we're close. But so far, so good for me. But we started talking about it and the frustration and the depression that goes along with having spent two years trying to do what you're supposed to do, do all the right things, protect yourself, take things seriously. And then after two, almost two and a half years of that, you wind up getting COVID anyway. And it's so frustrating and it's so tiring and it's so depressing And it got me to thinking about depression and anxiety, which are kind of similar, but kind of different, too. Now, I'm not talking about clinical depression. I mean, clinical depression is a totally different thing. That's a condition where medication and therapy and ongoing treatment is more of an essential thing to help you get through that and handle that. This is more of a situational depression and a situational anxiety brought on by specific situations, of course. It's not something that lasts forever, but boy, it can hit you hard. And it might hit you hard, and it might last for a day or two or a week, and you eventually get over it. But the reason I wanted to talk about it is because we all deal with it, and it's okay. It's part of life. And that's the point that I wanted to make today. One of the problems that we have here in the U.S. is we live in this society where we have this mentality that we're all supposed to man up. We're supposed to just power through. We're supposed to be able to just get on with our day. We're supposed to be able to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps, shake it off, and move on. A lot of people in our society don't want to recognize that sometimes you need to talk about problems. Sometimes you need to wallow in your problems just a little bit. Sometimes you need to share your problems in order to recognize them. We're all about tamping down our feelings, not sharing that stuff. Not letting on that we're feeling pain, or feeling sad, or feeling depressed. Or feeling anxious. When you go up to somebody and they ask, how you doing? You're not supposed to say, well, I'm really having a rough day. It's been tough for me. I could really use a break. You're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to say, I'm fine. And how are you? Whether you're fine or not. We may want to do that in social settings with people who aren't our close friends or somebody that we can confide in. But that's not always the best way to handle it when you've got people you can talk to. Sometimes you need to talk to people. You need to express what you're feeling. And you're doing that not to get answers, not to get solutions, but just to get it off your chest. Now, before I go any further, as I'm sure you know, I'm not a clinical psychologist. I'm not a psychologist of any kind. I'm a dude who's been around for a while. I'm a guy who's dealt with all kinds of things throughout my life. I've got emotional baggage that goes back decades. I recognize that. But the fact that I've got that baggage and have learned to deal with it is something that has given me some insight that I hope to pass on to you with this little chat today. The need to talk about this stuff is something that has become clear to me over the years, and especially over the past five to ten years. Mrs. Gamerdude and I can talk about pretty much anything. And that's when I realized the importance of having somebody, a friend, a spouse, a confidant, that you can go to and just talk to, where you won't be judged where you won't be criticized, where you'll just be listened to. Because sometimes you just want to say what's on your mind. And by saying it, it kind of helps release it from your consciousness. Just sometimes airing that laundry helps. Mrs. Gamer and I were lamenting the loss of the life that we used to have before COVID. And honestly, I've been dealing with this on my own for the most part, because I really do, number one, miss the way life was. And number two, hate the way life is now with COVID. I just haven't really said anything to Mrs. Gamerdude or anybody about it. It's just something that I've been dealing with. But when we started talking about it this week, I was able to vent some of my frustrations and she was able to vent some of her frustrations. And it was nice to know that we could commiserate with each other and share these feelings. We've all adapted to a new normal. I really hate that phrase. It's the new normal. But that's kind of where we are in our world. We're in a new normal. There's this thing out there, COVID, which can have deadly impacts on you or your family or your loved ones. And some of us are really, really concerned about it. And some of us just shake it off and go, Eh, whatever, it's COVID, it's a cold, it's a flu, we'll get over it. And they do that without consideration for the serious ramifications that could exist for them or someone they know or someone they love. When all this started... We were all aware of the masking requirements and the need for masks, and I followed along as the science has developed and the research has shown how COVID is transmitted and what you can do to protect yourself. And when the vaccines were in development, I was very aware of what was going on, and I kept up on all that stuff. I tracked who was doing what. I wanted to stay informed, and I wanted to be ready to try to get back to the old normal. Part of me expected that the entire world would be the same way that I am, Everybody would be on the same page. Everybody would be wearing masks. Everybody would be taking it seriously. Everybody would practice social distancing. And it really kind of took me aback to see how many people were so resistant to what seemed to be common sense things. I was also taken aback by how selfish people were. And it was very depressing to me. Because I thought people were a little better than that. I thought people cared about each other a little more than they do. Don't get me wrong. I know a lot of people care about each other. And I know a lot of people have taken it and continue to take it seriously. But I found it really depressing how many people just went, eh, not my problem. You can't make me wear a mask. You can't make me social distance. And it was really depressing on a higher level to see how many businesses and how many states refused to take it seriously. They refused to protect their citizens. They refused to protect their employees. In the face of all kinds of evidence that our world could go on through COVID with some modifications, the government and the businesses all decided, nah, it's more important that we make money and that things continue to operate the way they always used to, because that's the way we want it to be. And I got to tell you, that depressed me, man. That depressed me. And honestly, that's one of the things that led to my decision to retire early. I didn't want to deal with these people. The lack of consideration on the part of so many people that I used to work with was, quite frankly, very upsetting. That doesn't go for everybody. It doesn't go for every person that I worked with. But there was enough people out there who just didn't care. And that added to the anxiety that I had from getting my job done. Getting my job done was hard enough without the added weight of having to worry about who is going to infect me, who is going to make me sick and not care about it. And boy, before I made the decision to retire, I was getting even more depressed than I had been just dealing with COVID by itself. I could have kept working for many, many years. And my plan was to do so. I mean, I'm still a relatively young guy. I mean, I'm an old dude on one hand, but I'm still relatively young on the other hand. And I could have kept working. But you know what? The prospect of working in an environment where people didn't care about you where people didn't take your health and your safety and your comfort into consideration at all, really depressed me, man. And it was something that I was struggling with on an everyday basis. Every single day I'd wake up and be in a foul mood. Because of where we live and the world in which we work, I tamped down those emotions. I sucked it up. I powered through. I manned up. I did what I was supposed to do to get my job done. But boy, oh boy, was it depressing. My Twitch stream was actually a very helpful outlet for me, because aside from Mrs. Gamerdude and my immediate family, the people that I enjoy the most are on Twitch. They're just genuinely nice people. The people who followed me, who gravitate towards me, who spend time in chat and on our Discord, exchanging stories and telling jokes and making lists, doing our brackets on the Discord, whatever it is, they're genuinely nice people and nice to hang with. So spending time doing those things was a respite for me. It was my chance to step away from the stuff that was depressing me and aggravating me and making me upset and frustrated and anxious. When Mrs. Gamerdude and I were talking earlier this week about what she's dealing with, because she's still working, she's going to work for another year and a half, and then she's going to retire early. She's taking early retirement as early as she can while still maintaining the health insurance that she has, which is another source of aggravation, anxiety, and depression too, by the way. Healthcare in this country is tied to your employment. That's why universal healthcare is such an important thing. You could make so many different choices for yourself if you didn't have to have a job that either A, provided health care, or B, paid you enough so you could go buy your own. If there was universal health care, you wouldn't have to worry about that. But that's a separate issue. We won't get into the politics. The reason she's still working, though, instead of us being retired on a beach somewhere right now, is that she needs another year and a half to have health care for life. That's part of her retirement package. But we have to plan our lives based on that. But the fact that she still has to work in this weird environment where people don't care, where people aren't conscious of what their conduct does to other people, where the interests of others don't seem to matter to so many people, the fact that she has to continue to work in that environment is very frustrating and depressing to her. And I totally get that. I mentioned this on Twitch. I'll mention it again here. Mrs. Gamerdude works in a closed area for the most part, but it's still an office environment. The air conditioning circulates the air, and you don't know what's going to get circulated or how far it's going to go. One of the people with whom she works had COVID, got the original vaccine, but didn't get boosted, continued to show up at work coughing and hacking. And this guy, although separated by a pane of glass, still sits about 10 feet away from her. And over the course of an eight-hour day, how much hacking and sneezing and coughing is he going to do? Now, should he stay home out of respect for his co-workers? Should he call in? Should he take a sick day? Yes, of course he should. But instead, he puts everybody in that office at risk because he doesn't care about them. He doesn't care how his behavior is going to affect them. It would be one thing if you walked past his desk or his cubicle or whatever once at the beginning of the day and once at the end of the day. You could hold your breath. You could go up to your second-floor office or your third-floor office or whatever it is, and you wouldn't have to worry about the guy. But when he's sitting 10 feet away from you all day long, it's a constant source of aggravation, irritation, anxiety, frustration. And then at the end of the day, when you get home, depression. You get depressed because you have to go back to the office the next day. Same thing with your day-to-day life, going to the supermarket, going to the store, going to the library. You're going out there, and without any mask mandates... You're going out there and not knowing who's got a vaccine, who doesn't, who's got COVID, who's had COVID, who hasn't had COVID. You don't know who you're dealing with. You don't know what their health status is. And so every time you go out of the house, every time you go somewhere, you have to be conscious of this and you have to be aware of it and you have to plan accordingly. It's the same thing when we went away on vacation. We went away for a week at the end of May. As longtime listeners know, we were away and we were in a condo. We picked a condo for many reasons, including the fact that we wouldn't have to interact with anybody. We didn't want to interact with anybody. But the fact that we had to plan a trip according to the dictates of everybody else is depressing. It makes you sad. It makes you frustrated. It makes it difficult to travel. We love to travel. Pre-COVID, we love to go places. We love to do things. Hop in the car for a day trip to wherever. We love doing that. But nowadays, it's frustrating it's depressing that you can't get in the car and just go without having to plan all right do i have my masks what store can we go into we're going to be able to eat what about bathrooms we really don't want to go in and eat any place i know a lot of people do but do we want to take that risk and that's just an example of one of the trips that we just recently talked about we've talked to each other about longer vacations hopping on a plane we don't want to do that and i've read some articles about people who've been flying all over the place they fly every week and that's fine And they don't wear their masks. And that's fine. But to me, the way my mind works, that's playing with fire. Why take a chance? I mean, I'll drop a dollar in a slot machine and take a chance. I'll buy a lottery ticket and take a chance. But why am I going to take a chance with something like this that's health-related, that can affect you for the rest of your life? I'm not going to miss a dollar in a slot machine. I am going to miss my lung capacity. I'm going to miss my taste buds. It's not worth it to me to take a chance. It would be one thing if everybody on the plane was wearing a mask, if all the people at our destination were also wearing masks, if there were temperature checks, if there were vaccine cards, if there were ways to confirm that everybody was doing what they're supposed to be doing, it would be different. But not only do you have people who are just laissez-faire about it, they don't care, but you also have a certain faction of people who are aggressively anti-vaccine, pro-COVID conspiracy believers. And I don't want to deal with them either. That's depressing too. It's depressing because it affects the way I can live my life. I can't do the things that I like to do. I can't even do most of the things that I like to do. I can do some of the things that I like to do, but because of everybody else, I can't do that. Mrs. Gamerdude can't do that. And it's very depressing. I'm going to tell you, it was really helpful to talk to Mrs. Gamerdude about this because it was helpful to know that I wasn't alone in my feelings it was really helpful to know that she shared a lot of my concerns. And that's something that I've learned over the years. If you have concerns, if you have fears, if you have anxieties, whether it's about COVID, whether it's about food, whether it's about fashion, whatever it is, if you have concerns, I've learned that it's super helpful to be able to share those concerns with somebody who's just going to listen. Certainly people who are in therapy know the value of being able to talk about it. But not everybody needs therapy for something like this. Sometimes it's just good to know that there's people who share your concerns, who share your anxieties. It's good to know that you're not alone. And that's what having good friends, that's what having a good spouse, that's what having a good relationship is all about. You've got somebody there who will pick you up when you need to be picked up. The thing to remember is being depressed, being anxious, being frustrated, they're not signs of weakness. They're signs of being a human being. Because everybody gets depressed. Everybody gets frustrated. Everybody gets anxious. You don't have to think there's something wrong with you just because you're feeling depressed about whatever it is you're feeling depressed about. There's nothing wrong with you if you get anxious over something that you get anxious over, whatever it is, especially if it's a situational depression or a situational anxiety. It happens to everybody. Everybody has these little dark patches of their lives where it's difficult to get through. And that's okay. That's normal. And maybe if you don't have somebody that you can talk to on a regular basis, maybe that is something that you might want to get therapy for. But if you've got people in your life that you're close to, that you can trust, that are confidants, a best friend, a spouse, a sibling, you sit down and you share your fears and your feelings with them and vent them so that you can not only get them off your chest, but get a little support. We all need a little help. Sometimes it's just a little pick-me-up. Sometimes it might be a little, it's okay from your spouse or your best friend or your sister. But if you need more than that, it's okay to get that kind of help too. There's nothing wrong with that because you're a human being. And sometimes we just like to know that we're validated, that we matter, that somebody's listening. For whatever it's worth, I also have some little tips that might help you. There are things that you can do to, I don't know if you want to say, take your mind off of it. I prefer to think of it as a way to redirect your energies into a more positive way. But there are things that you can do to help change your outlook and to help take you out of the situation that's causing the situational anxiety or situational depression. I mentioned my Twitch stream a while ago. I want to tell you, my Twitch stream was a godsend throughout COVID. During the first few months of COVID, I was doing bonus streams. My usual schedule is four days a week. I was doing five and six days a week. And I was doing that not only for me, because I needed the outlet, but I know there were people out there who are part of my community who wanted to go hang out with somebody and take their minds off of this COVID fear that we were all experiencing back in early 2020. It was a great outlet, and it still is. It's been a great outlet for me all along, but especially so during the COVID days. Now, I'm not saying you should start a Twitch stream, but if you have a hobby, whatever it is, fishing, running, hunting, golfing, go do your hobby. Step away from the reality that you're in. Get out of the situation that's making you be depressed, that's upsetting you, that's bringing you down. Take an afternoon, go for a hike, go fishing, go for a run, go play a of golf, whatever. You could take up yoga. That'll take you out of things. I've tried yoga. It's hard. But when you're doing yoga, you're focusing on nothing else but yoga. But even if you don't have an afternoon to go do that, take a little time out for yourself just to step away from it. Download an app onto your phone or onto your tablet. Go candy crushing. Go play some bubble witch. Go do something mindless that'll take your mind off of what's bothering you. Another thing that has helped me is exercising. This is kind of a form of stepping away from the thing that's bothering you. But if you take time to get a workout in three times a week, that's 30 minutes a day where you're not worrying about the things that are worrying you. And it doesn't have to be weightlifting. It doesn't have to be marathon running. But if you take your lunch hour and go out for a walk, go take a 30-minute walk. If at the end of the day when you get home or when you stop working if you're working remotely, if at the end of the day you set aside time to walk around the block or you go on your treadmill in your basement, you stop using that treadmill as a laundry holder and start using it for its intended purpose, if you do that three times a week, it gives you a little respite. It gives you a little break that you probably need. And you don't have to go fast. You could just stroll on the treadmill at three miles an hour. And also, it's good for you. If you don't have a hobby, start one. You always wanted to learn to paint? Go get a paint-by-number kit over at Michael's. My aunt used to make these rugs, the hook rugs. Have you ever seen those? The hook rugs are a very 70s thing. I remember them. You have little pieces of yarn, and you'd put a hook in them, and you'd feed it through this mat that's kind of like a grid, and it's too complicated to explain here. But go look up hook rugs. You can get a hook rug kit relatively cheaply at Michael's. Go get the DC collection of hook rugs. That'll keep you busy. I don't mean to sound flippant when I say that. It's a legit hobby that you can do to take your mind off of things that are bothering you. And that's the point. You want to be able to step away from the situation that's making you depressed, that's making you anxious. You want to have an outlet where you can remove yourself from all of the things that are triggering you. That's our new buzzword these days, right? We want to stay away from triggering events. You want to take yourself out of the situation that's triggering you so that you can remove yourself from the thing that's making you sad, depressed, anxious, frustrated. If you give yourself an outlet, even if it's three times a week, and even if it's only 30 minutes a day, it's going to make a difference for you. And it's going to make your life better. And you're going to be able to step away from this depression. You're going to be able to avoid this anxiety. So what's the takeaway from this? Well, number one, you're not alone. If you have situational depression or anxiety, if you have bad days, if you have bad stretches, you're not alone. Everybody has them. It's okay to talk about them. It's okay to share your feelings about them. It's also okay to change the playing field. Instead of wallowing in that depression, go play golf, go play a video game, go for a walk, go hook a rug, do something so that you're changing the playing field on which you're standing. And the final takeaway, and take it from somebody who knows, These feelings do pass. You will get through it. It's easier to get through it if you can do any of the stuff that I just talked about, but you will get through it. Believe me, I've gotten through some stuff in my life that was really difficult to deal with, from bad breakups to the loss of parents. You can get through it. It's a challenge at times, but you can get through it. And you will. I know you will. Thank you for listening to that. That's an episode that I really wanted to kind of get off my chest, I guess is the best way to put it. It's something that I've been dealing with for literally years now. We're two and a half years into COVID as I record this. And I share Mrs. Gamer Dude's frustration. As I said, we had a long talk this week, and I totally get where she's coming from. And I totally get why she's frustrated. The key is being able to deal with that frustration, and being able to deal with that depression, and being able to deal with that anxiety... And I hope these little tips and these little comments will help you get through the stuff that you're dealing with, too. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. As always, I can't thank you enough for your support, and I really do appreciate it. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves, and I'll see you when I see you.